Stop what you're doing. Stop. Stop right there. Okay. Let's go. You're now tuned into the hottest show on the planet. The Smith Express Show. Yo, 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 what's poppin', what's poppin', it's your boy Smith, we here live on the Smith Express Show, hey, today's been a crazy day, weather's crazy out here, but yo, today's guest is an entrepreneur, a best-selling author, somebody I look at as my second mom, you know what I'm saying, Miss Wanda L. Tolbert, what's poppin'? Hey, Sansa, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, hey, congratulations on all your success, Thank you. Thank you. Man. So, like, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Where did it all start? You know what I'm saying? Like, when was it when you really realized, hey, it's a book out there? I I, well, I need to put a book out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, was there a special moment for that? Well, the special moment was when I got encouragement from you. Oh. <laughs> had, had you not encouraged me, I would never have gone forth and published that book. Man. So, so, all the credit goes to you. Oh, thank you so much. That definitely means a lot. You got me out here blushing. For <laughs> real, for real. Damn, that's, that's what's up. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, how many books do you have in stores? Uh, just two. Uh, the first one, which is a Diary of a Retired Postal Worker. And the second one is... We are just like you. We were sick too. That's a children's book. Wow. So, I right, first let's talk about the first book. Uh huh. Working at the post office. I, I know the book got some juicy details. Are you able to speak on any right now? Oh yeah. What you want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we need to hear all the got. No, I'm just playing. But like, so I right, working at the post office because like, I mean, nowadays like I've seen a lot of people thirst to get to the post office like working at a post office is an achievement or like a, a you know what I'm saying like they they hold it at a very high standard like I you would have never thought working at the post office would be so dramatic or have its issues well yeah it does there are a lot of inside issues but um post office is is, is different today than it was 20 30 years ago um the job was held in such high regard, you know, in, in those days. But now uh, it seems as though people coming into the service don't take the job as serious as we did. Um, the negative uh, coverage that you see on the news today, uh, it would never have happened back when I was carrying mail. Um, we you know, we we had we held the job in high regard because number one, it was a government job, and we were proud to have that job. Um, it was all about moving the mail. That's it. There was a lot of drama going around, you know, in the workplace like any other workplace. But at the end of the day, we were there to move the mail, and that's what everybody focused on: moving the mail. Period. But uh, it's a different mindset today. It's a different mindset. Um, they have these younger people coming in, and all they want is a paycheck. You know, they don't do the job um, with pride or uh, responsible like we did. Uh, a lot of a lot of young people they come into the service, 
um, after the first and second paycheck, which is substantial for young people, uh, they leave. Wow. You know, they leave. But back in the day, once you got at the post office, you knew you had a job for life. And right. believe me, our retirement takes care of us. Wow. <laughs> it, it's worth working for. It takes care of us. Wow. You know, so that's the difference between then and now. Wow. And you know what I'm saying? And and, and that's so crazy because it's like, like I said, like back then, I'm pretty sure you, you got stories. You didn't see things. You didn't witness things. Because like All back then. Cause All back, in the book. Uh-uh. Well, actually, you know, I'm working on uh, part two of that now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm working on part two. And uh, this this version is going to be some things that were actually left out of the first book. And also, I'm going to have uh, instances of some of my coworkers. You know, I'm going to have them to uh, give me some of their accounts, too. Everybody that works at the post office have a story to tell. Trust me. They wow. have stories to tell. Because, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? When, when people think of postmen and, and even working there on the outside looking in, you think of... Like you know what I'm saying, quiet cap. You know what I'm saying. Like even when when a when a um, postman when a mailman hops out of his vehicle, he's he's dressed nicely, he's dressed neatly. You know what I'm saying. So it, it seemed like it's, it's it's a dream job, you know. Yeah, well, they don't dress as nice now as they used to. I you know, s- you know, creased. <laughs> right, it used to be creased pants, yeah. shorts. Yes, uh, we weren't allowed to wear gym shoes, Nikes, and stuff like that. We had to wear uniform shoes from the uniform store. Wow. And the way they wear their pants, they're not ironed. That was unheard of. You know, there was a standard. There was a standard, and everybody was proud to uphold that standard. Wow, that's crazy. It's crazy how times then changed. Yeah, it is. It is. Because if you go back, what you said, twenty, thirty years, uh huh. Like you, 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 you definitely seen it all from dog chasing to racism to you know, you know what I'm saying? Like all that, all that. Yes, all that. It's uh, it could be a very trying, trying position. Yeah, all that. But like I said, I have those stories in my book. So, well, as as far as the pay rate, I know the pay rate was crazy back then compared to what it is now, or is it about the same? No, actually, um, they don't make as much today as we made. Um, Wow. They don't even have as many benefits. And that may be the reason why you know, people treat the job as such. Wow, that's crazy. Why. That's a that's crazy. Cause hey, I remember the mailman around the first when people used to get their check in the mail. Oh the God. W two season. You know what I'm saying? You get your W two forms. Oh my God. Like I already know you got some crazy stories. So I from speaking from the book, is there is there one specific thing that you think will stand out to know about working at the post office that no one wouldn't wouldn't even thought of happens 
Yeah, the racism. Uh, when I started out, I was at uh, the clearing station. At that time, it was um, 64th and Central on, on the other side of Midway Airport. And it was basically all white. Um, there were some very racist people over there, but unfortunately, most of the uh, postal workers were black. So, well, one story, um, I was the substitute letter carrier this particular day, and I was walking down the street, you know, going from house to house, and there was two white ladies, they were next door neighbors, and they were talking on their front porch, and they saw me coming, and one lady, she just frowned up because their regular letter carrier was a white man. So as I approached, she tell her neighbor, I don't know why they sending this nigga out here to deliver our mail. Wow. And I turned around, looked behind me to see who she was talking about because I ain't no nigga, you know? Hey, I swear to God. <laughs> well, I, I turned around to see who she talking about. And so then to keep me from going up on her porch to give her her mail, she hurried her steps and snatched the mail out of my hand. And I said, have a nice day like Mary Tyler Moore and turned around and walked away. She snatched the mail and went on back up the steps, you know, we we encounter all the time. But this same lady, this same lady, after I had, um, I was the, I was a letter carrier for one day out of the week when her, when a regular carrier was off. So I killed her with kindness. You know, every time I went, how you doing? Hello. And finally, you know, after a while, I broke her down. She asked me my name, you know, and then she started being really nice. How you doing today? Is everything on? When I got my transfer to go downtown, leave that station, and I let all my customers know. When I let her know, guess what she did? Yeah. She broke down and cried like a baby. I'm going to miss you. The yeah. same lady that called me a nigger. <laughs> wow. The same lady that called me a nigger. She broke down and cried because she said she was going to miss me. Uh-huh. Now, just think, had I had the same attitude that she had, it, all hell would have broke loose, you know, and I might have lost my job that day, you know. Uh-huh. But um, people have no idea what, what letter carriers go through on a daily basis uh not only on the outside but on the inside too you know um it could it could be very stressful but it's all in how you handle it yeah because what a letter carrier nowadays like how how much like well how how many letters you think that they go through a day that they got to deliver because like they out there rain sleet snow hell well as crazy as it may sound um, they don't have half as much mail as we had back in the day. The mail volume today is not as heavy as it was because they have automation today. We didn't have that. The mail that um, separates, you know, the, the mail that, that they have now, most of it comes already sequenced. We had to sequence our own mail. Like, uh, we were required, I don't know what the requirements are today because actually this is my 10th year of retirement. Congratulations. So, thank you. 
So back in the day, we had to uh, case mail, that's in my book, you know, uh, case mail 18 and 8. That means you had to throw 18 letters and eight magazines or newspapers. Uh, they called those flats. 18 letters and eight flats per minute. But it boils down to every hour you were casing 1,028 letters. Wow. So, but like I said, uh, the volume is not as half as heavy as it was back back then. Um, we we had to um, we had to separate the mail, pull it out the case, tie it out, and deliver it. And um, like I said, most of the mail today is already sequenced. You know, all they have to do is uh, they they still uh sequence the mail but most of it is already sequenced when it comes to the station that's why uh when this postmaster in november had those machines taken out yeah that's what slowed the mail down because he took the machines out and the reason why it slowed the mail down is because carriers nowadays didn't know how to sequence that mail you know like we did in the past years they know how to sequence it but not at the rate that we did so that's what actually slowed the mill down you take away the machines and don't have anything to replace them how's the mill gonna get work it slowed everything down man so and, and you know what back then like when you first started how much was minimum wage when you first started do you remember minimum wage well I do know when I started, um, I think it was $16 an hour, and that's a lot of money in 1983. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a lot of money. And plus benefits. And now, um, here it is, 30 years later, they're only making uh, 17-something an hour. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's um it's a very complex situation, but cause like I said, they don't work as hard as we did. They just don't. Oh yeah, <laughs> hey, don't. and and it was like you guys walk, even though you guys had the van, the 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 vehicle, you guys uh, still walk, rain, sleet, snow. Yeah, they yeah. do that too. But okay, say for example, uh, you see the 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 letter carriers today. They walk across the grass. Right. We weren't allowed to walk across the grass. When they trained us, we were trained to walk the sidewalk. I don't care how long the walkway was, you had to walk the walkway. You could not cross the grass. And those customers, especially where I was delivering mail in the white neighborhood, they would stand in their window and look out. They would wait for you to cross that grass, and they were on the phone. Calling wow. your your supervisor, you know. Wow, that's crazy. Nowadays, nowadays is you know it's standard. They walk across your grass and they don't care. They don't care. Man, hey, times has changed for real. Yes, they have. But uh, not all carriers are you know lackadaisical. You you still have some hard workers out there, especially those that have families. Uh, it's just. You know, basically, what I've seen, because I watch them, 
<laughs> I watch wow. them. I it's the younger people, and they they're talking on their phones while they're mm-hmm. delivering mail. That's a that's a that's no no. That was a no no. We didn't have cell phones back then, but we did have the cassette players, the Walkmans. We couldn't even listen to our music while delivering our mail on the street. You know, and you really don't want to, especially in the neighborhoods where they don't want you. You know, yeah. somebody can sneak up behind you, a dog can run up on you. It was all about safety, safety and uh, customer service. Wow. That's That was it, you know. You, while you're on that clock, you're about the business, period. And everybody knew it. And that's that's how serious we were about our work. That's crazy. And you, you said you, they started you off at 16 and 19 in the early 80s. Yeah, that was a lot of money because minimum wage back then. You know, when, when I first started working, um, my first job was on uh, Kmart as a door greeter. I was in high school. I was like 15, 16. And you, you know what I'm saying? Um, and minimum wage then was five fifteen an hour. Well, try this. My first job was at Marshall Fields downtown. And minimum wage was a dollar and sixty. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy, <laughs> man! And then people took that with pride. Like, you better believe we did. And you a teenager too, and you making that much money, man? I went to work every day with my head up in the air. My nose was all up in the sky. A dollar and sixty an hour. Man, they couldn't tell you nothing. Couldn't tell me nothing. I saw it. But I mean, but, but, and you know what I'm saying? And for those that's, I mean, to each his own, though, but like for those that, that complains and say that it should be more, they got to keep in mind that minimum wage is minimum wage. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's minimum wage don't mean that you have to make minimum wage, you know? And then you got to think people want more, but they don't want to do more. Yeah. You know? And then if you if you have to start at the bottom, you know, learn all you can at the bottom and work your way up. Yeah. Work your way up. You know, it can be done. Uh, you know, um, you just can't walk in there with no experience, no education, and expect to start at the top. That That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. At least get some experience and work your way up. Then you have the right, you know, to ask for more. But if you you going on a job and you haven't you never done that job before, you don't even know how to do it, and you demanding top dollar. Oh uh, yeah, I agree. That the, the expectations sense. would be crazy. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense. You can even do the job properly, but you want to get paid, you know, high end. That's and today fifteen dollars an hour is not high end, but. Uh, whatever it is, there's always room to work your way up. Oh yeah, I, you know, and, and I definitely agree. And it's like fifteen dollars an hour. Like in today's society, it's all about where you stay at. Because in Chicagoland area, yeah, what a pack of cigarettes costs more than that. Yeah, yeah, a pack of cigarettes. That's another thing. I ain't no way in the world I pay as much. Man. cigarettes they do. I remember when cigarettes was 35 cent and they was talking about taking it up to 40 and everybody had a fit. I had no 40 cent for no pack of cigarettes. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Man. 
Yeah, it is. It is. Now, hey, and it ain't going to do nothing but just go up. Because you know what? Hey, one thing that I've noticed, um, it, it might be small, but you remember back in the day, like especially like the early 2000s, the 24-pack of Pops used to be like 4 or $5. Yeah. Now it's like nine dollars. Yeah, unless you go to Sam's Club. Oh, Sam's Club is is cool, but you you know what I'm saying. Not everybody is fortunate (laughs) enough to be able to walk and stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 Gotta be a member. And that's crazy. And you know what? Like, I like I just caught on to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. Like, you really, really gotta be a member. And being a member is not cheap. Well, $45 a year, that ain't, you know, if if you shop there regularly, you get your money's worth. You get your money's worth. Uh Uh-huh. Because, like, well, they also got different plans and stuff, right, as well. Yeah, there's a couple. Different memberships. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, basically, you pay $45 a year to be a member, and you shop there regularly. You know, you, oh, yeah. you, 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 gotta you got be. a good deal. You got a good deal. Yeah. You know. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. But you really got to shop there regularly. Like, no other store but Sam's Club. Right, right. In order for it to pay off. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, the, the success of the first book, I'm pretty sure it was crazy, crazy. Selling out in books. Books. I, I seen you with the awards. I seen you with the newspaper. Hey, I um, just want to say congratulations for real, for real. It was a crazy ride. Uh, hey, and it's more to come. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely more to come, for real. That's the best way I could put it. But I can tell you this. Um, when I decided to do the backpacks for the homeless, that's when everything really skyrocketed because I used the royalties from my books to fund the backpacks for the homeless. So that's as dope. when we got out, you know, people started buying the book. So the more books I sold... The more backpacks I made, you know. That's so dope. That, that was that was a crazy ride. Um, just uh, try to be an inspiration to other people. It don't cost you nothing to, to care. Yeah. It, it doesn't cost you nothing to care. And um, there's so many stories to listen to from the homeless on the street, and you just, oh my God, it's it's just really crazy. Yeah. Uh, people people tend to think that a lot of the homeless people are scammers and lazy, but most of them are not. Um, some of them had jobs and were laid off, you know, um, stayed in their homes or apartments as long as they could until they were evicted or whatever. And they had no place else to go, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and... It's just, how can you just walk past these people every day? Now, speaking of elected officials, you go the same route to go to work every day. You see these same homeless people out there. You have the power as elected officials to do something about this, but you don't. That's just crazy. And I figure like this, I'm not a rich person. I live on on a retirement pension. I don't have a lot of money, but the little bit that I have, you know, I can share it. I can share it. it, it it's not, it's not rocket science. You know, you just share what you have. Now there are some scammers out there. Don't get me wrong. 
There are some out there. But you can't just blanket homeless people. You can't just blanket everybody as scammers. And you can tell them when you when you're out there. I did it for seven years and I could kind of like spot them. But if they're scammers, that's on them. Yeah. That's on them. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I definitely agree. But you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's sad, though, that, that people even look at them like that, though, for those that do look, look at them like that. You'd be surprised at some of the comments that uh, that I've gotten. You know, I ain't getting them nothing. They can get out and get a job. And that's crazy. There are people with college degrees that can't find jobs. What are you talking about? Right. And you, you know what? One, one thing that people also got to look at is that mentally some of them are just mentally not there like some of them that's another story it's all exactly because keeping in mind the state of illinois shut down a lot of mental institutions and a lot of these people out there should be in mental institutions yeah they're just out there you know but when they get this backpack with a long sleeve undershirt uh, skull cap to cover the face, um, insulated gloves, insulated socks, toilet paper, paper towels, deodorant, baby wipes. When they get that backpack and open it up and they light up like little kids at Christmas time, it just warms your heart and then you start thinking about, well, got to get ready for next year. You know, <laughs> oh, man, hey, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, salute to you for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? The power of a dream. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, if you see it, you can achieve it. That's real. Yeah, yeah. All you gotta do is, is just do it. Just, just do, do it. it. Hey, I definitely agree with that. Hey, I'm proud of you for real, for real. That that's dope. Hey, hey, look, hey. As soon as hey, when this interview over with, I'm gonna order your books. I'm, 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 I'm gonna come to your crib. We are gonna have a, you gonna book, you gonna sign them books. We are gonna take pictures and everything, <laughs> for real, for real. Well, see, you should have, you should have been the first one to buy a book. I mean, I, I, I gave I, you comments sh- in the, in the front of the book, man. Man, I, like I said, oh, you don't know say no, no excuse, no excuse, no excuse. I, okay, all right, all right. No excuse. I we apologize. Don't leave it alone. You get a pass. You get you know what a pass. I, I, I apologize. I, I, I deeply apologize from the bottom of my heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. So, so you know what I'm saying? So, the, the first book was the first book, Huge Success. You know what I'm uh, saying? Then you wrote a second book. Yeah, the second book is a children's book. And um, I got that idea from um, my first cousin's daughter. Her daughter, who was nine years old at the time, she had kidney failure, mm. and um, it was it was just disheartening, you know, to watch them go through the the different steps with the medications and the appointments, the miss school days, miss work days, all of that. And um, my little cousin, I noticed that she liked to read, you know, and um, I took her experience. And wrote it down in children's form so that they would understand, you know, exactly what was going on. And um, it was a success, you know. Uh, I didn't just use her experience with the kidney failure. I turned that into any sickness. And uh, a child could read that book and uh, possibly not be afraid to go to the doctor or 
go to a doctor's appointment because it it tells you exactly what's gonna happen when you go to the hospital, you know. So it was it was pretty good success. Pretty good success. That's dope. That's really wow. dope. So you know what I'm saying? For for those that, that that's trying to cop some books, where where exactly can, can they go to get the books? You can go to Amazon.com and either type in the name of the book, um, which is what is the name? <laughs> Diary of a retired postal worker, or we are just like you. We were sick too. Or you can go to Amazon.com and just type in my name, Wanda L. Talbert. Okay. Or you can email me at WandaTalbert at att.net. I can get your address and information, and um, you can send me the money, and I will mail you an autographed copy. That's dope. That's dope. So, like, are you, so I'm pretty sure you got a million more stories. Are you working on your next book? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Taking notes like I did with the first one. You know, like I said, you you encouraged me just by talking about your books, you know, and uh, you might remember the day that you came over here. We were talking and I told you that I had been taking notes and you said, Ma, you should just go on and write a book. I'll help you. Go ahead and write a book. Ma. And I was like, no. Nah. And, you know, after you left that day, I said, hmm, why not? And I started looking over my notes, nah. got on the computer and the rest is history. Hey, and and that's so dope to you know you know what I'm saying because it's like with me how how I got into um even writing books I'm not sure if I told you this but you know um a friend of mine um, I was at a state of my life where I, I first of all I was in debt I you know what I'm saying I wasn't pleased with my image and I kind of wanted to change my image so uh-huh. um I, I went I went shopping and I wanted to go for more of the preppy look. So one of my friends needed a ride and saw one of my sweater vests in the back seat. And man, it wasn't the usual Chris Smith wear that other people was used to me used to seeing me in. You know, so Buddy was just talking, cracking jokes, cracking jokes, cracking jokes, cracking jokes. And one thing he said was like he said a joke like, Oh, I look like you're gonna go sign some books. And instead of laughing with him, it just hit it just the 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 light bulb just ding, and, yeah, yeah, and 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 that's where it's like I it was like that day I went home and studied how to be an independent book publisher. I studied the ins, the outs, the rounds, the everything to it, and then you know I I just took that first stuff and boom, cause it, like I'm debt free now. I was able to pay off my student loans, but one of the things that that I I, I think that I like more. It is seeing people's reactions because me me writing a book, I never knew how important or how big books are. You know, I wasn't honestly I wasn't a, a reader, you know, growing up. But it's uh-huh. like, to to see people take to it and you know, you know what I'm saying, like to 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 see the people the support is real, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it, it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's um it's an amazing feeling, you know, especially when the royalties start rolling in. You go like, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, and, and that's what I'm saying. To be an independent pub, to to be an independent publisher, you get all that back versus another person hand in your pot without, 
know what I'm saying? That, that 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 didn't pretty much do nothing. You did all the work. You just giving us someone, a stranger or whoever, a certain percentage of your sales when you could have been doing, you know what I'm saying? Well, you could be doing everything yourself. Like, right. It, it's, it's definitely a dope feeling. That too. But like I said, like me, it's it, it just the whole, like, oh, your, your, your book taught me this. Your book did this for me. This, like those compliments means the world to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and that's what keep me going. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, hey, it's definitely an honor to have you on my show. For real, for real. And I'm honored to be on. Man, I, you you the first Arthur, a successful Arthur. You know what I'm saying? That that's no... Uh, do you got a, a release date for your um, next book? Or are you just still in the uh, beginning no, process? no. Just in the process right now. Just in the process. Actually, um, I was going to release it last year, but, of course, everybody got sidetracked. Oh, you know? man. So 2020 was really uh, a rough year, not only with the pandemic, but I had a freak accident and cracked my, my hip, you know. So it, it was just a bad year. But, hey. um you know what? And it's like, you. Know, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. And like, I, I feel like now when you lay the book out, it'll be more to it versus it, right. you know what I'm saying? It being what Experience. it was. Yeah. yeah. Experience. That'd uh-huh. be dope. You know what I'm saying? I, I cannot wait to the, to the third book come out. Like I said, as soon as we hang up, I'm, I'm I'm going straight. I'm clicking on it. I'm buying it. I'm going to your house. Yeah, you hear it here live. You know what I'm saying? Well, so. just buy it when you get here. I still got books at home. Nah, I, I, nah, I keep I, I, a stash I, here. Huh? I keep a stash at home because somebody always, well, you got any books at home? I want my autograph. So, you know, if I got them here, I autograph them and then, you know. Dang, all right, okay. Um, right now, you know, uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna slide through. Um, you know what I'm saying? As soon, soon as we hang up, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna text you the information. I'm gonna slide through, and, I, and I'm gonna get them today. Okay, all right. But hey, like I said, um, it's definitely an honor. Dope interview. You know what I'm saying? Learn so much. Learn something new every day. Cause like I said, like with the post office, especially on the outside looking in, that's always been a dream job to some to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. especially coming out of high school. Yes. Like, yes. as you know, like our era, especially my era, to, to, to be successful was pretty much, all we had was fast food restaurants. And we always yeah. looked at getting in the post office was a hard task or we had to know somebody or, you know what I'm saying? Somehow, yeah. some way had to have some type of ties. But well, to, one to, thing about today, though, that's a plus it's a lot easier to get in today. You think so? Lot, I know so. It's a lot easier to get in today, especially now. You know, because they they need they need carriers, they need yeah. clerks. They you know, um, like I said, the pandemic messed up a lot of things, and uh, this this uh, postmaster that uh, your forty fifth president put into place, he just messed up a lot of things. You know. Um, but they'll they'll come back. They'll come back. It may not be at the capacity that it was before, but they'll bounce back. They'll bounce back. It's enough people. It's enough good people that still work at the post office 
that'll um, help it to bounce back. That's good to hear. Cause you know what I'm saying. What, what also I, I looked at is you know what I'm saying. As the time go on, people now are more emailing and you know electronically sending exactly. letters. Yeah, that's why I said the volume today is not as it was back in the day because we didn't have all of this back then. We didn't have all of this. The only way you could, you know, communicate was through the U.S. Postal Service. But now, you know, like you said, you have all of this other stuff and uh, you have options now. You know, you have options. And unfortunately, you know, it knocked the volume down. But, um, yeah, it's... uh, it's a lot easier to get hired nowadays. Basically, all you have to do is pass the drug test. Wow. What was it back then, um, to get in? Like, you had to know somebody? There was a period when that did help, but um, there was a test that you had to take. It was actually common sense, but you really had to pay attention. You know, um, say, for instance, they had questions that would have an address. It would say... One two three East Main Street, one two three West Main Street, you know, or South or North, and you would have to uh, say which one was different. A lot of people would say they were the same because they had a one two three address, but they were all different because they have different directions. Wow, you know, it's just like. Uh, they have streets up north. Uh, it might be 63-something North Ashland, but you also have 63-something South Ashland with those same numbers. So you have to really pay attention to whether or not that letter is going north or south. Wow. Hey, that right there seemed like a, a very stressful job, especially to be there early in the morning. Like, well, you have to be up, and you have to be there by, like, what, 5 or 6 in the morning, right? Not nowadays. They they start uh, anywhere from seven, I believe, to eight thirty. But back when I was working downtown, we started at four in the morning. By twelve thirty, we were done. Wow, that's crazy. With much more mail, but like I said, when we hit that clock, it was nothing but mail. That's it. Nothing but mail. Everybody concentrated on the same goal, moving the mail. But uh, like I said, today is it's a it's a totally different story. Wow, man, times have changed. That, that's crazy. So, I mean, in your opinion, would would you suggest someone working for the post office today? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, when I retired. The younger people that I left behind, my advice to them was, you have a route to deliver that mail. You treat that route like it's your own personal business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You work for the post office, but you're the you're the one who sees those people every single day. So treat those people with respect be nice to them and your job will be a lot easier a lot easier but if you go out there with an attitude you don't care then the people will treat you differently I love my customers they took care of me like you were speaking about um, 
the first of the month. Yeah. Before, before direct deposit, when the retirees and Social Security people get those checks, we delivered those checks. Doing a lot of, you know, and um, my people love me so much, they would tip me on check day. So, you know, the first of the month, I knew I had at least a hundred dollars in tips just for bringing them their checks. Wow, that's dope. And we won't even talk about Christmas. All this stuff is in my book. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All kinds of stories like that in my book, you know. And uh, most of my post office friends retired and still working. They, they reviews. They, they, they. I can relate. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know. But everybody that works there, everybody got stories. <clears throat> Encourage them. Write a book. Write a book. Man. That's dope because, hey, in, in general, like, you know what I'm saying? Everyone, like, no, no lifestyle or no life in general is the same. Right, know? right. And no story is the same. Yeah, true. I, and I mm-hmm. definitely agree. So, look, you know what I'm saying? Before you wrap this up, I want to ask you, for those that's tuning in, do you have any encouraging words for those that might want to be the next Arthur, the next Wanda L. Tolbert? <laughs> there is there is absolutely no other Wanda L. Tolbert, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm pretty sure somebody no, tuning in. Really, seriously though, everybody has a story to tell. You know, stories about your childhood, your marriage, children. You know, everybody has a story to tell. And believe me, somebody wants to read about it. Uh, wants to read about it. And that's your marketing right right there. You know, if you have a story and it's written well, that's that's the thing. You know, if it's written well, word spreads, and, and there it is. But um, like I said, everybody has a story to tell, and somebody wants to hear it. You look, look at... um. All the famous people that write books. I've I've bought some of them, and I'm going like, my book is better than this. But they make the millions, though, because they're famous. You know what I'm saying? So, write a book. Write a book. Hey, and you never know what, what that book could do. You know what I'm saying? You never know. You never know. Hey, hey it's been an honor once again. You know what I'm saying? Definitely dope. I'm, I'm finna slide on you. Hey, uh, text me the address. I'm finna put in my GPS. Right now, um, have, I'm like an hour away from you, though. I haven't moved. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I, I definitely got you. Text me the address, and, I, and I'm there. Okay. And uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for the encouragement that you've given me. Because without you... There would have been no books by me, and that's the truth. Uh, that's, that's dope. Truth. That's dope. Thank. Hey, it's, it's been an honor for real, for real. Okay, son, son. All right, ma. Talk to you. Be careful out there. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, then. You too. Okay, love you. All right, love you too. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Hey, there you have it. A dope interview with the lady, the the one and only 
You know what I'm saying, lady? I, I definitely could say it's my second mom, Wanda L. Tover. She didn't see me grow from from a youngin' youngin', like what, preschool, kindergarten, to, to the man I am today. So, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely an honor to see that I, I, I inspired her to, to do to do what she do. You know what I'm saying? And, hey, I'm definitely proud of all of her success. Wish her, wish her more, for real, for real. You already know. Signing out. The Smith on a Smith Express. Let's get it. You already know. Yeah.